0: So first of all, welcome everyone uh, to this uh, sharing. And today we're really honored to have invited two of our uh, past MCPs. And one of them is Henry, who is the MCP in session fifteen sixteen. And uh, the other one it's uh, Jonathan, who is the MCP of uh, as in Hong Kong in session at zero nine to ten. Yes. So uh, let's welcome them. And uh, yeah so would you yeah okay nice so first uh, one quick check-in question so what is one sweetest and one happiest moment uh from your whole Isaac journey and you may as well introduce a bit like firm of who you are and uh, your brief Isaac journey yes would Jonathan go first
1: okay yeah sure so um good evening everybody so I saw some names that I have come across but um I think many of you have not seen me. So um, thank you, Isaac, for inviting me. So it has been quite a few while that um, I've been with you guys on Isaac occasions. So um, to quickly introduce myself, my name is Jonathan Chung. Um, mm-hmm. I was MCP You know, quite old now, 10, 11 years ago, 2009 to 2010. So now it's the year 2020. So it has been quite a while already. Um, actually, um, dating back 15 years ago, I joined iSEC in 2004 when I was, you know, a freshman in USD. So if, if I look back, I, to summarize my Isaac experience in one minute, um, I took six different roles um, across four countries, in LC and MC, in a bread and butter way, in Hong Kong and in Europe. So uh, this is how it happened. So I started um, as an as a LC member, like many of you as in, in USD in 2004 and becoming an EBM member in 2005 as a VP project, um, doing bilateral exchange, P-box. you know, I don't know if those jargons apply to you now, but uh, you know, projects, mainly is exchange projects and business development. So my first two years is local level, like many of you. So after my first two year at the local level, I think that um, I want to do some exciting of iSEC you know explore about the world so I, I took a um, brave decision I decided to take a half a year gap year first because at that time I got an offer for a full-time cedar working for Isaac in Sweden so um, my role at that time was mainly to help Isaac um, in Sweden to build a new LC in Stockholm for your information in Stockholm they have you know they have only five to six LC like Hong Kong and they want to grow into new universities. So at that time I was spending full time, three months to you know help them to do basically everything. Um, sessions, training sessions, business developments, working with universities, you know, promoting asset for full time. So after spending three time, uh, three months full time in Sweden, I know that um, I don't want to come back to Hong Kong at all because you know being an expert is a very exciting journey. So and I utilize that opportunity to You know, I want to stay in Europe. So luckily, um, with some effort, I got the internship offer from Microsoft in in Germany. I got a regional role for headquarters in Munich. So I was lucky to able to spend uh, the rest of the nine months in in Germany. So that, you know, I work as a, you know, regional partnership role for, for Microsoft, for the European regional headquarters. So <clears throat> during my, my, my time, my, my nine months in, in Microsoft, I have got the chance to expose to different ISAC countries in, in, in Europe. So I, I took the chance to also work in maybe over 10 countries, you know, every weekend there's an ISAC conference in in Austria, in Romania, in in Switzerland, in Estonia, in Latvia, in Lithuania. So I took the chance to, you know, whenever there's an ISAC conference. <coughs> I take the train and become a facilitator there. So <clears throat> that's how I, I got my you know as experience overseas when I was doing my internship in parallel in Microsoft. <clears throat> so <clears throat> this is my first year of study gap uh, gap year in Europe. And I have to come back to Hong Kong to continue my study because <clears throat> my my university does not allow me to, you know, took a too long gap year. I come I came back to Hong Kong to continue my third year of study <clears throat> in USD. And because of knowing my passion in ISAC <clears throat> is on learning and development, so I, I, I was engaged as a national trainers team member for ISAC in Hong Kong. You know, it's like the NTT. So helping the MCs and, and LCs to, you know, build a more structured and systematic training and facilita- facilitation framework to make it more professional for, for training and development for, for members and across the, you know, ISAC Hong Kong. <clears throat> So, this is my third year in university, and at the same time, actually, I was able to graduate at that time, because, you know, usually when you study university, three, four years, you can graduate, but I knew that my passion of ISAT is, is not the end yet, so um, I took another gap year, another half year gap year, I went to a European country called Moldova, which is a very small, tiny country, between Ukraine and Romania, to study. Become the MC full-time MC expansion manager there, and you know also building new LCs there. You know in in a very um, a very exotic countries. So, because uh, since my visa expired, so I have to come back to Hong Kong to finish my last semester of study. And at that time, I knew that um, I was ready to you know contribute more. So I also took the chance to apply for MCB in Hong Kong. So, basically, it's a very condensed version. Um, of how I spent my six years of Isaac across different countries and across different roles. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So, how would you describe? Like, how, would you recall one happiest moment from your six years of whole Isaac journey?
1: I think there's so many. I would say happiest moment that um I can speak on the whole night. But if you ask me, I think um one of the, I would say most of the most crazy experience is um when I. When I just decided to when I was in Sweden, I decided to prolong my gap year and apply for the internship in Germany. I didn't consult any of my family members at all. I didn't consult my school. So um I just did that on myself and once I got the offer I told my school and told my family that okay, I'm not coming back to Hong Kong until nine months later. So um see you in Hong Kong after nine months. So I think I think this is the moment of self-actualization that um this is the first time i realized that if you really have the ambition and the dream to do something else at that time i my biggest ambition was to you know spend a full time full year living in a foreign country not not in exchange program but you know really living there working there so uh, this is my first moment of how i understand of you don't really need to care about how other people judge about you but believing in what what you wanted to do and you can do it so i think this is the first moment i realized if you really dream about it you can really do it so this is the first time when i got the offer in germany um because i am competing with other ex-mc members across across the world so i'm so surprised that I, I got the offer as well so i think this is one of the you know happiest moment of of my isaac journey
0: yeah that's certainly one great realization that you have had in such a young age and all at the beginning of your Isaac journey. So uh, what about Henry, Uh, could you describe a bit of your overall journey in Isaac and describe one happiest moment for your whole Isaac journey?
2: Sure. Uh, My my Isaac journey is relatively simple, simpler than Jonathan's. It's, uh, (laughs) my Isaac journey has been in Hong Kong, so uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. I was a member in in CUHK, I was doing income exchange, and then I stepped up to be EB, uh, income exchange as well. And then I was the LCP of the, of the LC. And then, um, so, so my, I, I was the first um, cohort of the DSC. So I've got four years of university. So the first year I didn't engage much in ISAC, I was engaging in um, coaching uh, other LCs, like Langnan HKU and helping MC to do some you know, special, uh, special projects. Cause I uh, study journalism and CUHK. So I need to go on uh, internships, uh, so there's, there's a compulsory internships. So uh after that I realized um no I, I think same as Jonathan, right? I mean I I think it's too just too attractive in some sense. So uh I, I just came back and run run for MCP. I didn't um pursue my um uh career in journalism. And then uh yeah, I I was be I was MCP in sixteen seventeen. And after MCP I, I mean it's um uh, I go on Isaac Exchange for sure. That's kind of my regret. I didn't have the chance to go on Isaac Exchange before my MCP term. So I went on in, uh, exchange in Indonesia. It was like very intensive, two and a half months. and and yeah, that's that's basically summarize it. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. happiest
2: moment, right? Happiest moment. Yeah, happiest moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, there there are a lot. Right? I mean, I mean, I mean the the vibe of Isaac after after graduated from Isaac for like almost three years. Uh, you, you can't find it anywhere, I believe, like the, the, the feeling of being really, very energized, like you fall, you know, uh, diversity. Um, I guess that was what. there was like one mind-blown moment when I was attending my first International Congress um, in 2014, that was in Taiwan. Uh, it was like the largest uh, conference uh, around the world, of uh, 800 delegates from 130, 20 something countries. And there are literally people from countries that you have never heard of, like in 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 Africa, Botswana, uh, in you know Macedonia, Moldova, these countries that Jonathan mentions. Right, I I think I only knew it when I when I was in IC. So it was like you see the world. I mean, this is amazing. Like you see people literally from different nationalities upholding different worldviews. Uh, you're discussing different issues with them, right? That's the, I I think that's the beauty of Isaac. Yeah.
0: True. You made me recall my own experience in IC back in like last year in India. So it was definitely one mind-blowing experience that you could ever have in Isaac. Yeah. So and I believe uh, moving on from inside this sharing, we will be talking about uh, their own Isaac experience, some of their stories inside it, and then moving onwards, we'll talk about like their life after Isaac. So it's basically how do they think Isaac has influenced not only their career, but also in their life and uh, as well. Uh, we also welcome some of your questions um, afterwards at uh, towards the end of the sharing. And I believe that we have already collected some of your questions uh, in the sign up form. So do feel free to type in more and more questions in the chat box here. And so then we can um, ask and try to answer all of them inside this uh, almost an hour of sharing. So Okay, starting from the ISAC experience one. So one of you have stayed for, in ISAC for like six years, and uh, another one would be four or five years? Four, four five, years, five right? Years,
2: five, oh, years. five
0: years, okay. So just basically, like, why did you stay for this long?
2: Why did you stay for this
0: <laughs> What is the, like, the reason behind, or how would you describe the growth and impact that every position has um, given to
2: you that made you stay for this long?
1: Henry, you want to
2: start first? Um, uh, sure. Uh, I guess one of the things is I, I, I learned a lot about leadership. Uh, uh in the sense that I, in every ISA experience, I have very steep personal growth. Uh, it's the kind of different stage of personal growth, right? I, 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 know some of you are running for LCEP or some of you are running for LCP. Um, from LC members to LCEP, there was like um more like a skill set, uh, personal growth. Uh, I I was able to deal with company myself, signing real contracts. You know, like holding a company meeting in a professional way. You know, that's kind of like uh, eye opening. Okay, and from LCEB to LCP, that's a different kind of personal growth. Like you need to really be a leader. You know, like embody some kind of values. Uh, Think about like what can you contribute to the organizations. So I guess that's one thing that I it, it's kind of attractive to me because every essay experience has very steep personal growth and it's different kind of personal growth. And until MCP as well, like MCP is. Like enormous um, growth. Uh, the second thing is I what I like about Isaac. It's it's a unique organization. It's it's um it's very real. I always say like real as in, uh an ICX I member as IIGTIGE. You know I, I'm not sure how you call it now. Like I, I income exchange member. Uh, basically, you are doing everything just like how like people in a in the real company do, right? Like you you actually have your own email address. You send out emails based on uh, like out of Isaac name you raise a company meeting and you sign contract, you actually bring someone from the other world, the other part of the world to Hong Kong, you are accountable for this experience. So this this kind of like, uh, kind of experience is very real. You, you can only experience it after you actually graduate from university and into a company, then you will have the other chance to actually raise a company meeting, a B2B company meeting, right? MCP is the, MC, MCP is the other level, right? Uh, I mean, MCP, I, I managed to meet government officials I uh, managed to sign a contract of like you know 100k for different kind of partnerships you know accountable for a lot of eps experience so so it's, it's like running a company but you were just like i don't know like 18 20 uh and you're actually doing something and if you're lcvp ICS, you're like a sales team leader right is that like, basically it's like very realistic to run something but you're actually you've run organizations so i guess that's the two points i attract me because it's um uh, it's just running running your own business to me
0: mm. but yeah. would you at that time think that like some other experiences inside maybe university or in outside university might have over even like similar experiences for you or do you think that is really that unique and that real in Isaac
2: not really like I, I mean seriously I, I mean Isaac is the best internship to me I'm not like a I'm like a diehard promoter, but but seriously, I mean internships if you go on I, I've been on internship as well, right? I I've been on internship for like a normal corporates And uh you, you know like internship you're you you the the, the level of ex- exposure, the the things that you get, uh it is not like a full-time employee in the in the normal corporates, But for Isaac, it's like you're the boss, right? You're LCP, you're the boss of the of, of, of MCP, you're like the like managing director of the of the legit limited company so 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 i guess this is different i mean especially for mc right mc is like Mm. different level of uh you know like real uh instead of like being in the internal of of a corporate yeah true
0: then what about jonathan like how would you describe your reasons behind for saying staying in like six years in here
1: Yep, so um this is a good question you know I think not only six years, but justifying two extra years of study in so I altogether spent five years of my time in university. And you know, I, I graduated after MCP. I only started working in 25 years, so. So, you know, I think a lot of people ask, okay, what is in there for me to spend so much time in? I think um, Henry mentioned some, some part of it. Um, I would say I would classify as two, two categories. Uh, the, the first one is personal growth um and the second part is about how you know how you can manage things strategically with a scale and make a tangible impact so i will start from the first one um back in my year you know 15 15 10 years ago at that time i don't see ust as a international institution right as it is now so i always look for opportunity that i can i can expose myself as an expert that um I can I can I can run international teams. I can you know work with not only work with but leading teams from people from diverse backgrounds, of different nationalities. Because I knew that at the time, I don't want to. By the way, um, I entered USD with a you know straight A's in my HKCE. So I knew that you know if you keep continue to be uh, just only excellent in your academics, you won't it won't get you far. Maybe you get a good job, you know management training in cafe pacific or or, or, or big banks only but you you won't be a leader so one of the personal development priorities when i was at lc level is that i want to as soon as i can because of my educational background i don't have that kind of international exposure despite it's a good school i need to provide myself a very steep learning curve on you know and immerse myself in in a very international environment so that i can really work with uh, diverse people from all walks of life so for example mm-hmm. i was living with an indian um during my three months time in sweden and i have to get used to all the habits you know mm-hmm. on a daily basis mm-hmm. so this is what i meant by you know you have to living like an expert so i think at the personal level i i i have this i would say i said i said offer so much attractive exposure and destination that you know i never feel board so that's why you know i keep on not not going to exchange for once but going to sweden for monova is to you know to continue to deepen my international exposure because not not until you work there you live there you speak the local language you won't you won't realize you know what means by an international experience because for myself i don't want to be travelers or you know i don't want to participate in the school exchange program you know because at the end you will very easily you you will end up handing out with Locals from your school or from Hong Kong as well. So I I don't want that to happen. So that's why I deliberately choose to immerse myself internationally for Isaac. So this is the first part on the personal growth, and the second part is about you know once I built once I have built a certain you know experience in Isaac, I feel the gratitude in myself that you know Isaac is the place that you know can really develop people, can broaden their horizon, can grow their leadership. So you know. This kind of desire of giving back becomes stronger. So that's why I, I I took some leadership position in MC in in you know in Hong Kong and Moldova. So I think the learning at this part is about relates to you know to, to your questions maybe later on. It's about how you can look at things or managing things in a scale and strategically. So this may be related to the long-term competitiveness of Hong Kong, you know, which is a bit far-fetched, you know. But you know, I realize right now if for young generation like Hong Kong, you know, at this kind of turbulent, dynamic Chinese-U.S. trade war and this kind of very political dynamics, if Hong Kong people do not know how to look out and see things in a strategic scale with a regional mindset, you know, I stress about regional scale mindset is that because if you do not know what is your position with regards to your context, Hong Kong people or yourself will lose your competitive advantage. Very quickly. So this is the second thing. Some um, you know, being in the MC or in isaac is able to equip me to the ability to manage and drive plan things in a very strategic and scale manner. So that you, you don't you just you just don't don't do something by yourself. But how you mobilize teams across your MC teams, you mobilize teams across LCs so that you can mobilize a 600 people strong organization. So that you know, now it's you know. You know, imagine if 600 people of the organization experience the same thing that you had every year, then Isaac is becoming, you know, a, 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 I would say a a, a magnet that produces you know, strong leaders or, or change makers in future. So that is the, that is, I would say that is magic or that is charm of Isaac. Of second reason why I why I took so long, so many years there, because you know I want to spend the time to you know to really build that scale to 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 have that kind of impact so i think and also that that kind of experience shaped me as a person until now and and affected i would say impact every of my each and every yeah, of my yeah. career choices in these 10 years but yeah but um i'll leave it to you to your next <laughs> questions yeah
0: i know oh, I, I spent I, too long yeah.
2: i i i i can add on to to jonathan's point right i I, I think that's a, that's a, there, there's like a different context mm-hmm. when we were both in MCP. Uh, my, my year, uh, when, I, when I started my university, um, the Society of Hong Kong is getting political already. So uh, my context of the society uh when I was LCP, uh, there was 2014, and uh, that was the umbrella uh, Umbrella movement uh, back then, back then in Hong Kong. So it was kind of like, you, you know, you can imagine like a university, uh, especially for Isaac, right? Uh, the the vision statement is called Peace and Fulfillment of Humankind's Potential. Um, there are, are a hell of of reflections and a hell of a lot of you know inner journey um, that 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 you know thought process, you know reflections. Uh, what can a youth do, uh, in in that context, uh, when I when I was LCP, especially in CUHK, right? I mean, I mean CUHK is definitely you know we are known for being a rioter, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, under that kind of radical uh, political context, and then I was doing Isaac. So, uh, and a lot of reflection makes me feel like, I, I, and I still believe today um, that uh, leadership is the fundamental solution for the society. And, and that's just something that I uh, still uphold too. Like imagine our government, our chief executives, our leaders you know, leaders in, in the society, uh, they, they embody six values, right? I, I'm sure you, you still mentioned Isaac's six values now. You know, Embracing diversity, li- living diversity, Right, like striving for excellence, you know, like having that kind of empathy, like the kind of leadership qualities and values that Isaacs have. Like what would be a different society? Like or how that society would be different. Like if, if Carrie Lamb or these people are, are Isaacs, like, like what what would be what would be different things? What would be the different decisions that they make to Hong Kong? If they have the global mindset, like worldview view uh that we have uh when, when we cultivate in Isaac. So I still believe Isaac is the very relevant education, leadership experience that you should go through. Um I guess that's one of the, one of the biggest reasons that I step up uh for MCP. And that's, that's something I have been advocating during my MCP term as well.
0: Just now I believe inside like two of your sharing two both have talked about like how the MCP role has really uh a steep growth curve in terms of your leadership skill set or like how you see the global like globally and also having a strategic mindset so um i would focus on more on like the leadership this part how would you like what would you describe as the perhaps lowest point or the biggest struggle that you have been through throughout like your whole isaac journey and how do you think that um that struggle has brought a leadership lesson to you like what kind of a leadership lesson has that struggle brought to you
1: maybe I can share. I think one of the lowest sure. point I remember was the IPM 2020, uh, 2010, it was in Tunisia. At that time, you know, I was the only one MCP as a current MCP for Hong Kong attended IPM. I would say it is lowest point, you know, why? In IPM, usually in the setting, you know, in the global legislation session, every country you have your current MCP and the MCP elect, sitting in the global legislation in the town hall you know so at that time we, i have we have about 110 other countries so you have about 220 mcps currently sitting there and at that time um in hong kong we didn't have any mcp elected it's not it's not there's no one applying but the candidates got defeated two times so you know at that time you know i was having a very I was really upset because, basically, because I would say the IPM, the MCP conference is one of the, I would say the 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 cream or the or the bread and butter of of how you understand you know how how ISA globally works you know in those ten days, global legislation, the all the planning sessions, how you shape shape the agendas of how ISA should run globally. You know I feel very bad that this is the first time not for myself but I feel very sad that if the MCP elect is not in this occasion yet, then it's very hard for him to bring back that kind of global, that kind of feeling, atmosphere in in Hong Kong, you know? No matter how many bring back session I did, no matter how many uh, materials or PowerPoint I sent him afterwards, it's different. Because you miss those conversation with the AI, with different MCPs to build that unique connections and those conversations that shape how this organization is being run in those 10 days very intensively. So I this is the first time I feel so bad because I, I I I see that I have I have not done well enough to ensure that I secure my successor to go out go to IPM. So um I think that moment, you know, um two months later I, I got the I got the finally I got the MCP elect and this is the first time and the only time I cried in the national plenary. Because I, I I truly feel that you know having having someone to really carry the blood and the mission of Isaac is very important. So um I remember that occasion so well that um it's 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 like yesterday. But uh, I think this is also one of the one of the the less lesson learned for me, you know, as as an M C P. Yeah.
0: Oh, definitely having a successor, it's uh, one of the greatest mission as a predecessor also for myself. And yeah, so what about Henry? What would you describe as the biggest struggle? My struggle,
2: uh, my struggle um, there, uh, a, a lot as well, <laughs> <laughs> throughout different stages. Um, I One uh, of the struggle could, the failure of struggle could be in, uh, I, I ran LCP for three times as well. Uh, I was failed in, you know, there's some kind of pre-screening and the elections uh um and, uh, and there was some kind of like it, the, the the experience was very uh intensive as well because um uh, back then when i was lcvp uh i was super performing okay i was the best in my standing committee i was uh i was breaking record of my of my lc history of of the number of interns that i brought from from the other parts of the world to hong kong i was doing uh igt uh, ICX, and um so i was carrying this kind of like uh, you could say you could say ego or you know result driven uh, mindset to run for LCP, and there are a lot of things that, that you that you ignored, right? I mean, it's just, it's it's kind of like a complete different role, uh, moving from uh, LCBP to to an LCP. So so uh, it was like a complete breakdown. Uh, or complete evolutions, I would say, uh, from one person to the other person, because a lot of people, you, you understand, you really really need to get feedbacks. So you really put down yourself. You really need to, you know, make change, you know, personally, um, to get through the experience. So it was a very humbling experience. It was a very intensive experience for personal growth as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah. just had a sudden pop up question from the from the conversation. Someone sharing you have just now um you know we always heard a lot of receive a lot of feedbacks in our isaac journey what is the one most member mesmerizing or mind-blowing feedback or the one that you remembered like till right now that you have ever received
1: okay maybe i'll start first so um i think one of the if you stick in my mind that one of the comments or feedback that i said i received among different occasions i think there's one sentence that um i always remember until now is don't just do the things for yourself but uh you need to do it for others you know it, it's so simple but you know it's always so easily forget you know no matter you are in mcp lcp or whatever because I learned, you know, when I look back from, on my leadership journey, you know, it's so easy that when you're in the position, you have the ego. So I like, oh, yeah, you are, you are in the top part top position. So, you know, you have got LCs and your MCs listening to you, blah, blah. But, but then, if but then it's it that aside, actually, you are just like a, like a human, human being like others. And, you know, so, you know, I think many of the times, you know, when you are in a position, you have you don't need to think so much about yourself, but for for others, you know how how it generate greater goods for the you know organization as a whole, not only for for the financial benefits, but for your members. So I think these things always ring my bell in my mind. You know, whenever you you know that kind of ego things come into your mind, mm. that ultimately you you took that position not for fame, not for the glow. in in your head but you know you are here to do to to help others to grow and to develop so i think this this thing still applies to me especially in my work you know because no matter how 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 high level or how how much title you have at the end you know you're just part of part of something so i think these things um i would say makes me remember until now
2: yeah uh for me i would say. uh... It's uh it's a is a, is a, it's, a, it's a sentence from, from a past MCP came along as well. So uh I think he told me um uh he told me not to win a battle and lose a war. So what is like kind of like uh uh lessons uh he had and for 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 uh a very precious lesson that he had to share with me as well. Uh I think it's it's applied to different kind of contexts, right? Uh especially in dealing with uh people. At uh, um, uh, when when you are a, a MCP or you know like a leader of the of the team, uh, there are a lot of times that you are right. Uh, you you are very certain of yourself, but uh, you know insisting something, um, you know could could damage the trust and damage the relationship uh, at, at times. Because for me, I'm a very uh, I'm a person who strive for you know winning. Uh, all the time, you know, like I need to win over my teammates. I need to win because I'm right. I know I am always right. So, um, so, so th- that's what he told me, right? Don't, don't, don't win a battle and lose a war. Because uh, you know, leading a team is like a long-term journey. Uh, as, as well on strategic uh, management as well, you know, managing the organization as well. What are the things that you can give in? What are the things that you can, you know, insist? Um, that's the balance that we can take. It's not like you need to win win the war. It's not like you need to win every battle so that you you can win the war.
0: Okay, Um, so I believe, like, all of you have heard a lot about, like, the Isaac experience that uh, two MCPs have gone through, and the growth, and some stories that they have had. So, moving on, talking about, like, life after Isaac. So, um, looking back, what would you thank Isaac the most for?
2: I'll I'll start first this one. This was relatively straightforward, I guess. Uh, uh, okay, it's very simple, very cliche, but I I guess it's understand like letting me understand what is leadership. Uh, and until now, I am in the management positions in my company, uh, and that is extremely valuable, I would say. Uh, in terms of you know how to grow my people so that I can grow my team, uh, in terms of like understanding what is the need. Um, uh yeah, of of my people uh you know because because I, I you know i i I can share you a little bit of the concept because I, I come from I come from a boy school okay and the boys school we don't talk about you know people relationship we don't talk about leadership okay we talk about results and we believe like boys school like you just do everything else uh, together and and you know done achieve right if there is conflict we fight okay we we just grab somebody and then we crash to a to a pillar and then done okay we, that, that's just how we eliminate problem that's how we deal with conflicts. but um, you know coming up to Isaac when you need to actually lead and manage different people and in, now in an in actual company as well uh, what is the what is the personality what is the strength of each person's right that's the, that's the leadership that Isaac has um, taught me and and it's not like you can do it in anywhere right I mean in an internship probably you won't have that kind of leadership reflection uh, in and on a journey uh you won't have that, you know, like feedback, you know, learning environment to to share with you what is what is, what actually is leadership. Right. And and it trains my leadership so much that it actually embodies, you know, in, in, to me, uh, incarnated uh, leadership and, and now I'm in the company to exercise it. So I guess I, I guess it's leadership overall.
0: Hmm. What about for Jonathan?
1: So um I think Henry pretty summarize like how leadership means in you know in Isaac. So, I would say like um, because of Isaac, I would say um, it impacts me a lot in the upcoming ten years career journey post Isaac. So I would say overall it trains me three kinds of muscles. The first kind of muscle is about you know really believing in something that you can achieve and make that happen. So what does that mean is uh because of my Isaac journey so 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 used to be you know not traditional so i i'm used to in a situation that if i believe in something i do it i i can make it so this is the first thing that um i can still apply apply now in my daily job right now i work for you know fintech in in a bank so you know in bank environment usually everyone is very traditional very conservative you know just care about commerce and so on but then you know fintech is all about disruption and you know pushing all the boundaries so i think um this kind of muscle helps me to able to you know i i just i i joined a bank for six months and i i was able to deliver um a project already so you know which is which is unprecedented so i think the first kind of muscle that it and it, um, equipped me is about how to believe in your vision and, and make that happen so this is the first thing the second thing is about um on how to think about things strategically. So, I, I would say there are two kinds of uh, strategic mindset. Number one is about you work not only for yourself, but how to think for your whole department, your boss, your region as a whole. And the second thing is about work without the hierarchy. You know, in a bank environment, basically everyone is your boss. You know, you have got your your matrix boss, you have got your regional boss, your country boss, you know. Everyone, you know, basically is your matrix manager. So because of that ISAC environment, it enables me to how to, no matter you are in the team, you are in my team, or you are not in my team. Because of that kind of training in the past, I'm so used to work without hierarchy. So I don't care if you are in my team or in my department or not. I want to work with you on the same project that we want to make a come and go together so um i think this kind of helping me to work across different teams with the hierarchies and not only for myself but for the greater goods is is something that that is still so useful now and the last thing is about entrepreneurship you know entrepreneurship it contains you know growing your team developing your people. And most importantly, is to take calculated risk, to to be bold, to to make bold suggestions. Um, again, because I work in the FinTech, I need to I need to show to my management team that, you know, some kind of FinTech ideas is working, despite nobody has to do it. So you have to just convince yourself. And I, th- I think the ISAC training, no matter in MC or LC, because it gives you all the, it's like a playground it allows you to propose any different kinds of projects is, you know, no boundaries. So I think this, this kind of experience trained me my third muscle on, you know, how to be entrepreneurial and you know really, really can get your, get your boss, get your subordinate and get your team members to, to believe in you, to believe in you together. So these are the three muscles that I think as it trains, trains me a lot and I'm still using it now on a daily basis. Yeah.
2: Yeah I can I can provide a different perspective because Jonathan works in a in a big bank international bank I I work in a a, a startup so when I when I first joined the startup after my mcp journey uh it was a 40 people i was the 41st guy of the of the of the company now we we grow to 200 uh people uh with eight offices so i kind of witnessed the growth stage of a startup uh and and you know to to answer your questions like why what is the thing that i said contribute to the to the career now i guess uh, first thing is, uh, I, I, cause I, it was it was started in, in, in very small, so I kind of understand what my, and I was an MCP right before, so I, I kind of understand what is a boss mindset, you know, I I I can understand what it, what my boss, you know, CEO actually needs, and what is the solution that he, she is looking for, uh, what is the directions, what is the report that she she wants, okay, and that like it's very, you know, very clearly she spotted my, you know, you can tell you, spotted my potential or spotted my experience that is actually very helpful. Um, that's why when she was, um, after I, I, I was in this company for like two years, uh, she just sent me to Shanghai to open a new office. That's why I'm in Shanghai now, uh, you know, with, without anything, because I, I had that kind of experience. I was, you know, MCP, it was like, you, you have not, you, you don't have a lot of resources, but you need to achieve something, right? That, that's what every MC does. And and I'm I'm kind of kind of used to that kind of environments, uh, you know, using the least resources to generate the best of uh, the most values for the companies. Um, yeah, I guess it's a different context. Uh, it's kind of interesting because Jonathan works in the big banks, big companies. I work in the startup, uh, different context. But the entrepreneurship's, um, the striving for excellence, you know, like like the the spirit of believing in you know, impossibilities, in, in um, pretty much applies as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.